I'm Josh Wall, and frankly, I love movies. Welcome to the first episode of our new podcast. Each week, we will either dissect a recent release or go into the vault of film history and give an in-depth review of it all. We decided to start this season off where others end, with our favorites of the year. But first, I must introduce our guests. With me today is Chris Rowe. <gasps> Hello. Also right next to him is Casey Clark. How's it going? Right next to him is Austin Burchard. Hello. And finally, of course, Sullivan Harris. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you guys for being here. Oh, I'm so excited. I think we should talk about 2017 as a whole. It was start. It started off kind of in a rough place. It was a little like kind of up and down with some releases that are just like kind of okay and then good. But then at the end of the year, it just kind of exploded with so many things that we really wanted to see, and it kind of turned out well. What do you guys think? It was a very competitive Oscar season. Mm-hmm. Like, so many good movies came out at the same time. I feel like a lot of the blockbusters were lackluster this past year, but a lot that of sounds the good. independent, <laughs> more like independent movies, like, got better this year. Yeah, it seemed like it was a bit of a golden age for indie movies I at definitely, the end of the yeah. year. I, I remember, like, listening to certain interviews, like, back in like early 2000s or t- like the 2010s they were saying like you know there was the time where it was like the death of independent movies in the early 2000s and I think it's really interesting like now it's like that they're like booming with certain studios like IFC or A24 they're just like uh, they're becoming even like as their nature are independent but are like almost becoming more known in the mainstream in a way which is, I think is really awesome so, so this was a definite year for indie movies uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, A twenty four especially had some fantastic. Absolutely, this year. yeah, and they're I, doing well too. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, well. Probably one of the studios has the most growth, like within I, the last four years. I think even I read something recently that they are actually starting their own, like uh, making their own movies, mm-hmm. as opposed to just distributing. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is really awesome. They're also making the transition right now to television. They have, um, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Someone can fact check this. I'm not sure. But, like, I think there's an HBO show out now called Two Dope Queens, which yep. is... It's based I, on a podcast. I believe it's... I think A24 helped distribute it. I think Inception. So. Inception. What? It's based off a podcast. Yeah. This is a podcast. Is it? It's, wow. Wow. Uh, What's a podcast? Nice. Um, <laughs> I just thought we were talking to an audience. I guess. Oh. I don't know. Audience, do you hear that? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, um, what I I think we've all like, the, we've all like gotten around to seeing like so many things this year. I think it's it was really tough for me. I try and put together like a best of the year list. At least I have for the past couple of years. We don't necessarily have to list um, like go in order. Like this was my favorite, then this and this and this. I think what were some of your guys' favorite movies of the year? I definitely think one that stood out to me that came out early on. Um, in the season that was like that got me a little bit more excited and hopeful was um logan that came out in march and i think that was hands down and i know you want to talk about this casey but i think that was definitely in a year where we had guardians of the galaxy 2 and thor ragnarok and wonder woman all of them i think were good i think 
that Logan stands out among the rest as well as Spider-Man Homecoming, which I, I do enjoy quite a bit. But Logan, to me, was one of those ones where it didn't feel like necessarily a superhero movie. It felt more like um, a very humanistic, realistic feel. You know, it was, yeah. I know you want to uh, talk well, about it. Uh, first off, also, there was Justice League. Right, there was Justice League. Um, we don't, yeah. He was yeah, talking about you know. Just, you know. We'll get to uh, that in due time. We will, oh yeah. Oh, with Logan, I thought that uh, it definitely brought a new feel to, like superhero movies because you don't usually have such like raw emotion in a superhero movie mm-hmm. and you, you don't get a lot of like you know a, a really tight storyline without that can apply to all things not yeah. just as a superhero movie it's not as high concept it's got all those things that a superhero movie would have but it also has a story that you can apply to like any facet of life like it's it's really something that can tie everyone together well, yeah, it was an indie blockbuster yeah it was yeah. an in- indie movie with a high profile character mm-hmm. exactly definitely mm-hmm. i think uh, there were some definite blockbusters or sequels that kind of busted out too um like s- such as like you know like blade runner 2049 was like fantastic I such think. an underrated movie really it were kind of, I, I honestly like it was it wasn't it didn't do as well as it probably expected it, it, it to do it probably did just as well as the mm-hmm. old one did mm-hmm. and you would expect that with it such a cult following that it would have a following that would have seen this movie yeah but, and i think they probably got what they were looking for and like the audience that they had from the prior one which is i mean they, they have that same feel that same like gritty noir detective story but that high high end like cyberpunk kind of setting which is cool absolutely yeah Denis Villeneuve gotta love that yeah he's year after year from Prisoners in 2013 all the way in Arrival and Enemy and Sicario all now these five movies he's just dominated the past few years Chris what were some of your favorites uh definitely three billboards Lady Bird yeah three billboards definitely like I mean Martin McDonough he just like he kills it like every time like in Bruges is like one of the best like hands down but that like three three billboards was great because it was just um it had a lot of heart and was funny and was dark and just was so compelling all at the exact same time and I think that there's a lot of people who find that like uh like Sam Rockwell's character who has like kind of a a very good arc in it while you take someone who is like so incredible like awful and racist very and bigoted. Just very bigoted person but has a very good turn it's not like in the sense of saying that this person is good but like changes at the end and you actually feel for him which is odd but it's done so well yeah and we like don't- it's such an extreme character development like you go into the movie you learn to hate him very early on and i didn't even expect at the end i expected to hate him the entire time mm-hmm. but you learn to love him yeah, yeah. i Absolutely. didn't expect that Mm-hmm. he's the epitome of what a flawed character is yeah. in a movie yeah and then when you see him in the end try to live up to what uh willoughby wants him to be like you can tell that's like the transfiguration of like you don't expect character. characters like him to change yeah and it's so cool to see it like and you, you can tell it's not like a perfect change it's like he's still working on it towards the end and the mm-hmm. transition period is done real well yeah. like yeah. watching him actually evolve was it's very interesting it's one of those movies that i would call a perfect movie in my book like mm-hmm. there's some movies that like i have like one or two like eh, that was all right or i didn't like that as much like to me i didn't really like the ending to ladybird it's sort of i wasn't expecting it it just like uh her phone call with her mom and it just ended cut to credits and i was just like I think my least favorite part of Lady Bird is that it ended so short. That's true. Yeah. I mean, like, it was such a, it's only like an hour and a half, hour yeah. forty yeah. minute movie. And so it's, short, but it's so so shot so beautifully. It well. is. It's yeah. like, 
I, I was expecting, I guess, because like in terms of my like filmmaking style, I love cut to black endings. Yeah. And sometimes after a while, you can see like, especially in like independent movies, you could see where it's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. You know. So more so with Three Billboards, I knew that's where it was gonna end. Yeah. I like think that the, was like it was the like song boom. cue and everything like mm -hmm. towards the end there. That was you know. I can, you could tell. I can totally understand people not like necessarily liking that ending because they want like a resolution mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then like just leaving it open ended, like you can either take away that they're going to do it. But they're not yeah. going to do it. But I feel like if you like look at the characters and all the stuff they've learned, and I feel they like, can kind of take away that they're probably I not going to do it. I feel like there was more it. resolution with Lady Bird. Even though they both cut to black, I feel like Lady Bird's had a resolution. It just wasn't like a, you know, like a full yeah. resolution. It was more like it's done mm -hmm. and life still moves. Three, you, said, you said this with Lady Bird. With right? Lady Bird, yeah. yeah. Three billboards also, I don't think it, it, it... The way it ends is very, very well done just because it's not a movie about the crime itself it's yeah. about the relationship with the police and the the and um mildred hayes like I most think, simply it's about forgiveness yeah, yeah and yeah. redemption and things like that and closure really and uh i think that the way in which i won't like spoil it but i think it binds the two together mm -hmm. perfectly if you and, think about it like they're both kind of going through like the 12 steps yeah but you're just like finding yourself in the movie she's just like on like the third step at that point She's already past, like, going through all the sad part. She's ready to, like, hmm. take this anger out on somebody. And then by the end, you kind of see her taking those steps towards, like, not. Next, what else did you guys like? Okay, um, I think I'll start with the, you know, Edgar Wright, have to show it, Baby Driver. Baby Driver was great, yeah. So good. Mm -hmm. The editing, the sound design, like, <laughs> and specifically the sound design because it's, you know, so well-timed and and there's so much attention to detail. Like, when he pulls, you know, an earplug out of one ear, the sound's only coming out of the, you know, left side of your speakers. Yeah. So, like, and everything like that. I mean, the summer, this summer was one of the very, very lacking, in my opinion, in terms of, yeah. in terms of releases in the past few years. Just as, like, volume of releases? Not, not necessarily quality. quantity, but quality, okay. I think. Like, when, what, um, Guardians came out in May, and I was excited for it, but I, I thought that that was just like, you know, it was pretty good. Wonder Woman was also pretty all right. And I don't I, think Guardians 2 hit as well as Guardians I don't think 1. so either. I think that, like, it was, it, I don't know, it was kind of all over the place. Guardians but, 2 satisfied me, but it didn't, like, hold me over like mm -hmm. the Marvel movies of the beginning of the summer typically do. Like, yeah. normally I see a Marvel movie at the beginning of the summer, and then I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, I don't I'm need to see anything else for the, the next couple I'm months. very much in the camp where I think the first one is very overrated. It's good, but it's extremely overrated. Mm -hmm. And I think the second one kind of lives up to what this first one is. Yeah. I think in terms of... Um, for, so for the summer, we had... and. Then, then, like, Spider-Man Homecoming came out, and Baby Driver, which was great because I think Baby Driver is one of those things where it was, like, it's the originality, it's a very original story given to a mainstream audience that is still really yeah. good and enjoyable. Well, yeah. I think, also, Baby Driver was kind of, you could say, Edgar Wright's into the mainstream, like, breakout because of, I mean, Scott Pilgrim is well-known, but it's it wasn't, at the time, it wasn't, like, a big success financially, mm -hmm. And now it has a cult following, just like the Cornetto trilogy with Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and yeah. At World's End. Um, okay, I guess you could say At World's End was a little high, higher. It's on just the table World's too, End. but but Oh, World's End. Yeah, sorry. At World's End is, is the, the third Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean movie. <laughs> no, you but, know what? I think At World's End is the most <laughs> underrated Pirates movie. <laughs> no, but I think Baby Driver was probably his most like tossed out to the mainstream crowd what? and kind of hit a good tune there 
There's no reason it should have made as much money as it did, though. I mean, they weren't expecting it to at all. It was a blank. Yeah, it was yeah, a blank weren't. check movie for well, Edgar Wright. He he had just uh, did the whole thing with Ant Man. He'd written the script yeah. uh, for them and gotten all the money for that. And he basically was just like, uh, "All right, I did that. Uh, now you, you got to let me do my thing." Like he signed on to do Ant Man, saying. Uh, I'll do this for you if uh, I can somehow get the money to make my passion project, which is Baby Driver. And so when Ant-Man fell through, yeah. it, it like opened up the doors for him to do that. So wow. what stu- that was uh, Lion... What, what? Paramount? I think it was Sony. Who was it? No, it was Sony. Sony. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sony. Sony. I mean, Sony. so but Sony it, was just like, we'll give you a couple million dollars, you go make this passion project, and he did, and then it was a huge success. Yeah, you, you, you look at the cast of Baby Driver, though, and you know this is this is a big blockbuster. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You got John Hamm, at and, the time, popular Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Um, and there's Al Gore. They're all taking pay dips, too, well, all these great. actors, to be in this movie, because yeah. just everyone wants to work with Edgar Wright at this point, because he's like a Wes Anderson. They just want to say they were in one of his movies yeah well i think what was cool too is having ansel elgar as the lead he was known but he wasn't he was mostly in like the young adult novel adaptation mm-hmm. movies like you know with um the fall our stars. stars and the diversion series and he hadn't really had anything that would give him like a notoriety but with this he got like so much um praise for it with his role in this mm-hmm. he was great really good yeah, Are you great. saying you Fantastic. didn't see November Criminals, guys? <laughs> no. Austin, I'm what? not going to lie to you. I've never even heard Does that. It, yeah, it's Chloe or... Grace Moretz, I think. And, oh, that uh, one. Yeah, that's what I know what you're talking about. I didn't see it. I saw but... one I saw like one <laughs> the yeah, I saw picture. The I didn't see the trailer. Looks horrible. The poster for that looked pretty pretty garbage, too. Yeah, based on a book, I think. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, it also came out in the summer. Uh, you know, if you know, for you, Edgar Wright, I gotta give a shout-out to my boy Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, because yeah. I thought Dunkirk was mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. Very well done. That was, like, one that um, obviously literally exploded off the screen. Um, but it was just, like, you know, we just so always look forward to the summer movies mm-hmm. and the summer blockbusters and, like, all those, like, big ones. But, like, and then you have this war movie. Yeah, and you can definitely tell with this movie, uh, Christopher Nolan was like willing to take risks with the kind mm-hmm. of story he was willing yeah, to tell. Yeah, it's very unconventional in terms of um, like how it, like it's stand, told. Yeah, how it's told in standard war movies. You know, like 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 Saving Private Ryan or like the year last year with Hacksaw Ridge or something like that is very by the by the book in terms of its structure, but it's different for you know what's being portrayed in terms of like brutal brutal um scenery but I, dunkirk is just like in terms of technicality and atmosphere is just brilliant it's mm-hmm. great now mm-hmm. i haven't watched much of it but just i saw the intro scene mm-hmm. where he's going through the streets and whatnot that was really cool yeah like that just, was so interesting just one man looking for somewhere to take a dump he's got to poop yeah, really bad just, the whole movie is just a man mm-hmm. looking to take a shit one thing i think somewhere. is kind of interesting about this uh season of movies is you have um a movie like Dunkirk and then you have a movie like Darkest Hour where they literally talk about Dunkirk during yeah. it <laughs> so you literally have both aspects in the same season of Dunkirk like literally seeing the battles happen and then hear them talking about them and what they should do and if you see both you kind of get what's going to happen and it's like two sides of the same yeah, story yeah exactly really interesting yeah. to get both sides of the same coin mm-hmm. I think um, what, what's funny tell me some of your favorites Sully Oh man, I've got my whole list right here. All right, uh, I gotta say, I didn't expect this. Robert Pattinson came up twice 
on my top 10 list. Oh, nice. For 2017. He has the chops. He's, He's just sometimes chops. his handed garbage. Yeah. I feel like Twilight kind Twilight. of like... He had two, yeah. yeah two. Like, he, uh, uh, first one, uh, which is higher on my list, it's number three, Lost City of Z. Oh, uh, I he, forgot about that Wait, movie. he was in that? He w- he played, um, he was like the, the secondary lead, I guess. Okay. Wasn't I, t- I haven't watched Wasn't Tom Holland in that too? Yeah, yeah was, Tom Holland, yeah. he had Charlie Hunnam. It's a great cast, fantastic movie. Um, I, w- I would highly recommend that. I, it seems like that one didn't get a lot of... I'm not a huge a of fan of Charlie Hunnam personally because I'm not I don't really like him in Sons of Anarchy. My mom used to watch that show and loved yeah. it, but and also I I don't think he's like just that in Pacific Rim for his acting chops. I'm not a huge fan. Of I him. was not what either, a, but this about, movie changed my mind. What like, about King Arthur? Did anyone see that? No, I mean, I I no. didn't really like I that heard, much. But I, I heard yeah. like. That was one of those ones where you're just looking at it and like, oh, it's good. It's one of it's one of those movies, you know. It's like that. It's like Snow White and the Huntsman, you know. It's like oh, the medieval lore, ooh, kind of thing. Well, it was what's the. Guy, but then I heard Guy it was actually Pierce. pretty good. It's Guy Ritchie. Not Guy directed. Ritchie, not Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce is the actor. Oh yeah, but um, th- uh, but I actually heard it was actually surprisingly pretty okay. Not that bad. It's not bad, but it's not as good as the uh, Sherlock Holmes movies that he made. Beforehand. Oh yeah, those it's are really same, underrated. Those yeah. two are great. Yeah, it's yeah. got the same feel, but it's not like, massive flop though, right? Like, yeah, that lost yeah. Million yeah. Well, that's that's the thing with Guy Ritchie's movies. He can make like something like. Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, or like Love that movie. Snatch, or something like that. And he uh, did he do Snatch? I think he did. I, I, think I, could, he did. I could be wrong. They're but. in the same. Uh, they're. I think one's a sequel. Mm-hmm. But Snatch is a remake. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And um, <laughs> but they don't make any money. Like the Man from Uncle from two years ago or something like that. Was that Guy Ritchie? That was Guy Ritchie oh. with Henry Cavill yeah. and um, Army Hammer. Yeah. They like no money. Mm-hmm. Like they just don't make any money, which is so weird. Um. I mean, like maybe it's just because they're—I I don't know—they're ju- they're just so kind of out there. They all seem to be marketed weird. I feel like. yeah. Like, they looking have at very the Man odd, from yeah. Uncle trailer and like looking at the the King Arthur trailer, nothing like a spark, nothing inside. Because fight scenes are pretty good though. Mm-hmm. I can tell that. Yeah, for like the one from the Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, where he's, the first where he's like, the, the, the burly brawl kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, the monologue. He's just like, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Ears or whatever. You that also said that you really liked. Um, Okja, right? The, that's oh, the man, Okja. Yeah, that didn't... Well, Okja was incredible, okay? Because Same. it was the... At the time, the the highest budget movie Netflix had ever produced uh-huh. and put out. Uh, obviously, it was beaten by Bright now, um, which... <laughs> well, I mean... I'm not going to talk much about Bright. But yeah, Okja was incredible because it was a great movie, great cast. You had uh, Bong Joon-ho who did Snowpiercer. Oh, so good. Right. An incredible right. director. Just the fact that they took a chance on him with their, at the time, highest budget movie they'd ever made was incredible in and of itself. And the fact that it was so well received, so many people watched it and so many people loved it. Um, it just feels like a step in the direction uh, of people kind of taking netflix as a serious uh, mm-hmm. like a like a force to actually be reckoned with there was the whole deal where like it was they wanted it to be up for awards and stuff but it couldn't be because it had to play in theaters they wanted it to be up for like at the at the con film festival they wanted it to be up for awards but it couldn't be unless it had a theatrical release for a couple of weeks but i think we're gonna really see uh the way that critics view this movie change and i think it's uh, a lot in part due to oakja yeah if, if jake gyllenhaal's in that movie too is he good i saw jake his, his he's a very wonderful yeah his he's character is good. very weird which is cool 
Um, that I movie was, had a cast. Yeah, that Jake Gyllenhaal. You Paul had Dano, Giancarlo Esposito, D- Paul Dano. Yeah. Freaking. Uh, uh, what's what's the the girl? Um, we had you had Guns from Walking Dead. Uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. Steven, Tilda Swinton. Stephen Young. Stephen Young. Right, yeah. There was the. Oh, it I love, was. I love me some Tilda Swinton and She's Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal is one of the best actors working yeah. right now. I love him. Um. Also with Okja, the special effects in that movie Incredible. are so good. Like mm-hmm. the way they made the the mm-hmm. animal Okja in it was like, oh, it's so amazing. Looks so realistic. It's, uh, what was cool though is also it kind of like subverts that um, that like genre of like kid and a their pet kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. and it was a really interesting take on it and mm-hmm. kind of brought that like dystopian corporation industrialism like kind of feel to it, which was really interesting. Yeah. How did you guys hear about this movie? Because I heard nothing about it, but it's from what you guys have said. Net, yeah, Netflix I know that. Film, but, but how did you hear about it? Just from Netflix? Just yeah, I only stuff. saw the, the the banner for yeah. it also, that it was coming out. I heard about it because of something about Bong Joon-ho's uh, next project, and I was looking into it, and that was what came up. Yeah, I'd just been following it for a long time because yeah. I'd been a huge fan of Snowpiercer, and like mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of every single actor in this movie because, mm-hmm. my God, it's a fantastic cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A uh, controversial pick from me personally uh, is uh, Mother, and that movie is, and I understand, I can 100% recognize the fact that it is not a movie for everybody, it's very fucked up, and it's very out there, but it's one of those ones where I was glued to the screen, and I didn't know what was going to happen next, and I just wanted to know, and I was just... I was just wanting more and more and more and just like it, as the story was unraveling and I love movies that make you think any movie that makes me think is like already has some has some points for me it not necessarily is making it like great but it, it, it gives me something like, like I, then I can like it makes me kind of unravel it and I think Mother was one of those ones where a lot of people got mad at it and a lot of people you know left the theater a lot of people like it, it got three Razzie nominations for Worst Director for Darren Aronofsky, really? Worst Actress for Jennifer Lawrence, and Worst Supporting Actor for Javier Bardem. And yes. I don't think in any way, shape, or form is that deserved. Because no, not at all. Even, like, the performances, their performances are so good and just so, like, they're so raw. You know, it's just, like, it's just, they seem so painful, you know, but it's just done so well. I, I feel like he doesn't make movies for mass audiences. I feel like he makes movies for... His specific audience, uh-huh. he knows, will like watch his movies. No, that's take true. Take something away from mm-hmm. it's, but it's it, I, it. I just think there are so many people who, mm-hmm. again, it, I a hundred percent understand that it's not for everybody. Yeah. It, it's clear. I'm pretty sure like the actors go when they were making it, they were like, yeah, we know this movie isn't going to commercially well at all. Mm-hmm. This movie is going to get panned critically. Like, well, this and it's strange, movie's though, not right? going to do great at all. Because, obviously, like, no one could look at that movie and say, this is a movie that we can market to the mass audiences. And yet, the marketing campaign was huge. Yeah. There were trailers everywhere. They, So much money must have gone into that. And then the uh, the wide release. Like, normally a movie like this would just show it would be a limited release yeah. at, like, maybe 100, 200 theaters. This got a wide release. I think also the fact that it is already seen as controversial automatically like brings people like towards it yeah. did this make money i, I don't not, know i don't think it hit where it was supposed to i don't know austin, austin's, uh, austin's uh, fact checking it right uh, now austin's but it, it also, i think there are certain movies sorry to cut you off yeah, but no, i think no, there no. are some movies where you have to sit on it for a little bit like you have to think about it like and and if you don't like it after you know 
thinking about it more, that's perfectly fine. But I think going into movies like this, or really a, like just a lot of movies, any movie really, you have to go in with some sort of an open mind. Mm-hmm. And I know it's easy because, you know, I do it all the time. It's easy to just have automatic feelings like, I'm not going to like this. I'm just not going to like it. And that probably affects your opinion. And maybe sometimes you're surprised and other times you're just like, yeah, I, I knew I wasn't going to like it. But I think for a lot of movies, especially things like this, you need to think about it for a little bit. I think if it... I love when something is not just strictly given to us. That's why I loved um, another movie that was very underrated about the year was um, It Comes at Night. Didn't Aronofsky have another kind of like um, trip down that kind of road with the, what was the film that we watched with Jessica Chastain in it? Uh, that was Terrence Malick Fuck, with God, Tree of Life. You Every time. Doing that. I keep doing that because I mix them up because they're very similar. Uh, understandable. Yeah. Okay, never mind. No, yeah. I watch both of their movies and have no idea what's going on <laughs> yeah. most of the time. I like Aronofsky a lot more than uh, Terrence Malick, though. Yeah. Although a, Terrence Malick intrigues me. With a budget of thirty-three million estimated, the gross in the USA was seventeen million eight hundred. What was the overall? Uh, and that's not even accounting for advertising budget too which this movie had a lot of yeah that was also it was it was so bad though i think they kind of screwed themselves over with the way they advertised it just because they kind of made it seem oh, they like pushed a straight it up hard. horror movie they pushed it so hard straight up horror it's not a horror movie but it is kind you'll of you'll never forget where you were the first time you saw Aronofsky's. Yeah. visit the box office like who yeah. says that yeah, yeah. visit the, the trailer said off. at the end of them Go out to the box office now and buy your tickets. Yeah, like that. I don't think you can. That's not how things work. Like, <laughs> I think. It, I think I saw that trailer in front of it, and I was like so excited yeah, to see it. Right, and yeah. then this this fucking trailer plays, and it's like go buy the tickets out of the box office. And I was like, oh fuck yourself. <laughs> so this did much better overseas because overall everything it made forty four point five million. Okay, so it did make some back. Oh, over it, b- b- guys. Also, wow. you're mistaking the most important part. It's not mother. It's mother. Oh, oh yeah, with the, the, the next part. part. Yeah. Which stays on the screen. So the <laughs> title comes up and then mother fades, but the exclamation mark stays for just like a second. So it's like it Mother! Ha! <laughs> <laughs> it's Javier Bardem's character really him. Yeah, that's what they call him. But like it, well like they don't really Does they don't Lawrence not say his name like a name They don't say movie? they don't Huh. Refer to each other as a, as names. It at says all. mother is Jennifer Lawrence's name. Yeah. yeah, well, I think that's how it was. Yeah, yeah they creative. don't. That's ridiculous. But I mean, it makes sense. We have to. You have to think. Watch about it. it. Yeah, you, you just. It, it mean, makes I sense when you watch it. So I could. This really had such a good cast in it. Holy yeah, it crap! Did. Michelle Pfeiffer, Ed Harris, Ed Harris. Mm-hmm. Donald Gleeson, Kristen uh, Wiig. Kristen Wiig yeah, blew she my just, mind yeah, when she appeared. On no, screen. I wasn't. I, Kristen Wiig's one of those actresses that, like, I rarely ever know when she's in a movie, and then she yeah. just shows up, and it's like, oh, it's Kristen Wiig. Okay, that's a friendly yeah. face. Yeah, that I, took me out of the movie. I like so that she's bad, though. trying though to like break out into non-comedy roles. She's I feel like good, she does though. have some good. Yeah, she, no, she she's, she's good. good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Molly's Game oh, came out this yes. year, oh. which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. What a we all saw ride. that together. Except yeah, for uh, a certain someone at this table who still hasn't seen it, Casey. Um, yeah, Casey. I won't get I, I won't I'm, get that I'm, much into I'm it, but I, it. as a screenwriter, I mm-hmm. am a diehard fan of Aaron Sorkin. He's a, he's a hero of mine, and I am constantly excited for the next thing he has put out. Like the the Social Network is one of the best movies, yeah, in my opinion, that I've ever seen. Um, the Newsroom is one of the best written television shows that we've ever had and he constantly puts out good material. There's really only one movie that I've seen of his that I'm just kind of okay with and that's Charlie Wilson's War. Um, but 
overall he just packs incredible punches like Steve Jobs and just mm-hmm. it, his dialogue is like it's, no other it's yeah. amazing the transition that he made from mm-hmm. just doing writing to directing yeah. Molly's game and I think that um, when I first saw that I was a little worried yeah. because um, but honestly could have been directed by someone better but he honestly mm-hmm. did a pretty fair job. I, I won't say it was style. bad. What? Yeah. He 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 has a he has a cool style. Mm-hmm. I dug it. I wasn't expecting it. I was also this was a different turn from because as far as I can remember, this is the very first time that he's done narration in his writing, and um, I think that's one of my flaws with the movies that with the narration, while it's well written, it kind of I was kind of missing of the quick quickness of the Sorkin dialogue which is definitely there with I feel like it added to it I feel it's probably well I mean it's based on a book correct so yes. I feel like that's probably what this feel is supposed to be going for possibly yeah and I'm not saying it was necessarily a bad decision per se but I think it kind of I was hoping for a little bit more of the really fast back and forth Sorkin dialogue that you do get with Idris Elba who hands down put on one of the best performances of the year in this movie I thought he was did he get fantastic. an Oscar no, no he didn't which was he definitely got I think he got snubbed for honestly i think he mm. was really good I don't know. it's probably because of dark tower <laughs> i don't know about that but no like... <laughs> dark tower, i mean i saw dark tower it wasn't bad but it mm. wasn't like spectacular. okay um real quick before we um transition into the next topic what are some of our movies our least favorite movie or ones that we really didn't like i would like to start off with one that i was very disappointed with and I saw I saw more movies that I was like kind of not I wasn't that happy with this year. Like I was I was disappointed with Wonder Woman, but like one that I was really disappointed with was Murder on the Orient Express because yeah. I was so yeah. excited for awesome. it. Like I thought that this was gonna be awesome because this is like this was a year where I was like oh cool like like good remakes are coming out. Like it was fantastic and maybe oh, yeah. we'll have one more where it's like okay Murder on the Orient Express was like it's gonna be really awesome. I was really intrigued, but like overall it just wasn't as interesting as I wanted it to be. I wasn't really in for the ride. I like uh, Kenneth Branagh gave a great performance. Great directing. He d- directed very well. He's a, a great it's director. Ama- it's amazing how this movie turned out as good as it did considering he was acting through most yeah. of it and directing it. Yeah, he carries this movie. I don't think there's a lot of other people who could have done it as opposed to Albert Finney who did it in the original movie, but yeah, his performance and directing carries the movie. Other than the that, I was I felt it was very Oh, that mustache. Oh, I so love No, I I thought it was great. Um, but he overall I just think that the movie was very kind of dragging on and mm-hmm. wasn't as intriguing as I wanted it to be personally. Mm-hmm. Now I know that you liked it a lot. So I did. <laughs> I really liked it. I thought well cuz it's, it's like you guys said the performances are so great. The directing was incredible. Uh I think so much so that uh I was able to look over the uh the the major flaws the movie mm-hmm. had which were mostly just in plot I felt like cuz like I enjoyed the yeah, pacing, the, yeah. I enjoyed like how it looked visually, yeah, I visually was I was into yeah, visually, it the entire yeah. time. But, but pl- plot wise, it's definitely lacking a little yes, bit. Yes. But like also like I like I understand why someone does like it, and I'm not saying it's necessarily like a bad movie, but it's like I wanted so much more, and it was definitely disappointing. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, right. for my Josh least Gad- favorite, uh, I'm gonna need a countdown. Okay, hang on. What did you want to say? Josh Gad surprisingly gave a really great. Yeah, Josh Gad. Movie. Josh Gad Josh is Gad actually great. good. Yeah, um, yeah. Alright, go ahead. You're good. I'm gonna need a countdown for mine. You need a countdown? <gasps> a countdown. Countdown oh, to Geostorm! <laughs> I'm disappointed oh, I didn't see it. We, because... we peaked. Oh, man. Geostorm, hands down. There's is, not a lot to say. It is the worst. Not 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 the worst movie of the year that I've seen. It is the, one of the worst movies I've seen in recent years. Yeah, we don't need to spend too much time. No, we Gerard don't. Butler fights space. The end movie. <laughs> no, seriously. 
There's well, a scene where they talk about like it, it, Gerard Butler's giving like this wait, stupid spoilers. Uh, there's not. This isn't a spoil. He gives this stupid I don't think you could spoiler movie like no, that. You can't spoil like whatever. But like, <laughs> there's a stupid fucking monologue in this movie where Gerard Butler is saying like all of these wrong things about his father and like we whatever. We went then, fishing. Yeah, to the and, lake his, and, and his cell phone rang at 3 p.m. and it's and Jim starts just like oh, and then every third word is like a sentence. It's like a, it's like a cryptic go, code. Jim Sturgis just goes to his hacker friend, and it's just like, ah, can you pull out every third word? Oh my god! And she's just like, yeah, I can do that. When the ca- there's a character in this movie who gets hit by a car, I laughed harder than any comedy <laughs> I had seen this year. It was amazing. Oh yeah, that when scene he, is so funny because the dude just pushes him, but just he doesn't like. Tap. But he's on the sidewalk, so uh-huh. he just goes like literally like two, like not even like two full feet in front of him to where he could have been in the middle of traffic. He's just off on the side. It's the word. Okay. Oh my god! All right, go ahead. I was just gonna say you've got a. Is that your least favorite? List? No, this is my favorite movies list. I was just gonna say one more thing because I wanted to talk about a couple unexpected favorites that oh, I had okay. no like thing talking about. First off, something that you and me quote a lot, Josh, is Logan Lucky. Yeah, <laughs> I love Logan Lucky. Logan, Logan Lucky is gummy bear. Lo- that Logan is on Lucky, my top ten. I think Logan Lucky was a pretty fine movie overall. I think what shines in that movie is definitely Daniel Craig and Adam Driver yes. and the screenplay in that movie. Yeah, I think the- which pushed that movie to like on the positive side and for me. A fantastic return to heist films for Steven Soderbergh. Yes. My God. I enjoyed this movie. No, I thought it was great. I just the dialogue and the bears. way it's delivered, and it's just so like it's such, funny. If, if and, you, you know, if you ever want to watch a movie that's like the definition of idiosyncratic, that is that doesn't star Kyle MacLachlan and is directed by David Lynch, you, you gotta watch Logan Lucky. And like, it's it's interesting, just really quick, because barely any studio interference with this yeah. movie. I mean, down to the advertising, mm-hmm. uh, Steven Soderbergh had complete control, so that was really fun. Just to see. I, the, my my issue with it really that takes me out of it is just that, is again kind of pacing. I didn't feel like the stakes were that high, but I still, yeah. I still kind of actually want to see it again after like us quoting it a lot. Yeah. Okay. Oh God, it's such yeah, a bad movies. Bad movies. Um, back bad movies. Yes. yes so this one, I know I'm gonna be completely in the minority of, and I don't think it's a bad movie. I just think it's left to be desired. Phantom Thread. <laughs> Okay, no, that's fair. That's another movie that's not for everybody. And I didn't love Phantom Thread. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Like, I'm a huge Paul Thomas Anderson fan. And I think that, like, this movie got the recognition that The Master should have gotten back in really 2012. The Master is so fantastic. But, like, this movie has good performances in it. Mm-hmm. And it looks amazing. It looks Great fantastic. Acting. Yes. Uh, it's just a weird story mm-hmm. that, in the end, I'm just doesn't sh- not sure. It makes quite it, I didn't expect it at all. No, yeah. That was, that was another thing where I was just kind of thinking, like, okay, like, I'm going along with it. Like, I get it. It's slow, but that's kind of what I was expecting. But it's like, it could have been paced a little bit better. And then something happens in the end. I get to this point in the ending where I'm like, okay, I figured it out. Like, I understand what happens. And something happens, and you're like, oh, well, now it's kind of thrown off. Like, what? what? And, yeah. And it also makes me feel bad that this movie is the one that... Uh uh, Daniel Day Lewis decides it's his last movie because then I feel like he could do a lot better as his last performance. I think honestly, he I think it was a very different performance for him. Yeah, like, honestly, because you can't say I don't think there's ever been a performance by Daniel Day Lewis where you're just like, oh, he's phoning it in. He gives so much, and this was a very different role for him in terms. Of, it's very pompous, very arrogant, but also very loving at the exact same time. So it's very different in from things that I've seen from him, such as um, in the name of the Father and Lincoln. Um, 
and there will be blood. It's, I think it was very different. So I understand why it was his last one, but I think it, it could have been better. Like, I was expecting it to be a little bit better, you know? So I did not see it, but mm-hmm. from what I understand, there was a lack of milkshakes. <laughs> no one drank milkshakes. And God no one damn brought it. into the art. There was no milkshake in this movie? No one was named HW? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> For fuck's sake, what are you doing, PTA? All right, um, bad movies. What else we got? What oh. do you have? God, see, this is the problem. I don't, I didn't like, I'm not one that watches like movies that I always think are bad. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a person that judges much. If if I may, I just want to say one more thing of something on my list. Since I don't have many movies I hate, I've been trying to just pick unexpected wins. Uh-huh. Uh, was Wind River, which was like one of the first movies we all uh-huh. saw as a group. Fantastic. Yeah. That was Wind River was a, good. Mm-hmm. Like it was interesting. It Who's was the paced. director of that? That's Taylor Sheridan, the guy who, who did uh, <laughs> Heller High Water. And, yeah, yes. and uh, he, what was the other one? Oh, um, he wrote Sicario. Yes, he wrote Sicario. And yes. is now yes. directing and writing, writing this TV show that's coming out called Yellowstone with yeah. Kevin Costner Looks in it. pretty He's a fantastic um, writer. I think yeah. his mm-hmm. scripts are great. Absolutely. This movie was a little... Um, it The way Wait, it Wind ended... River? Yeah, Wind River. The yeah. way it ended was a little weird for me, but I think it's a good movie. Yeah, like, I, I, thought, I thought the pacing was really good, and it definitely got, like... Once it got suspenseful, it got really suspenseful. And God, I love his action scenes. Oh, yeah, so nice. the shootouts really in all of his movies yeah. are fantastic. I like Hell or High Water a lot better. Yeah, I personally. Do. I Speaking of shootouts, though, did anyone see Free Fire? I did. I did no, that's A24, yeah. Yeah. Pretty is, okay. Surprisingly well, good, I Yeah, thought. like, oh, I just think it's so good for the concept, and it had a great cast, Brie Larson, Army Hammer. Um, what's the guy from P.E. Blinders, his name? Killian uh, Murphy, Murphy. 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 Murphy and uh, Shalto Copley Shalto Copley in it. Oh, yeah. great like cast they were all how great is he yes. Shalto Copley brings it in literally every performance yeah. that he gives he's but so great that movie was so interesting because it was just in a single location and super it, low budget yeah, yeah like very and it, oh, it just they did it so well and it was all about like the dialogue and then we finally get into the shootout Army Hammer's in that movie isn't he yes yeah. he, play, he plays a really like, his character his character's best. hilarious because he's just like he's a dick but he's also like charming and like yeah, hot really and charming. Yeah. like he knows he's hot shit <laughs> and it, it's just so funny he's kind of an underrated actor he's in two of my favorite movies of all time yeah well, and I mean, social I mean, network and call me by your name yeah. did get, you call know, me by your name he got boosted uh, amazing. right there hit you right there so. um, there's also that there's that yeah we'll talk about, we'll that, talk about that in a minute but um my last thing that i want to talk about i i take back what i said about murder on the orient express that movie was disappointing definitely but no movie hands down disappointed me more this year than Baywatch. Yes, and Baywatch. Yeah, I was expecting oh, okay. so. I'll say that's a bad. The bar movie was for high. Me. So the, I, bar the bar was, was very so high. high. Why was the what movie? Baywatch. 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 I was just going on. Oh, I, I thought you were, I wasn't no. sure still talking. No, about I was like, oh man, I just. Where's David Hasselhoff? Where's the Hoff? What <laughs> was in it? I didn't see it. I don't give a shit. Austin. Um, oh, sorry. Did you sorry. see it? Yeah, I did. David Hasselhoff was actually in it, Josh. God. So was Pamela. Check your so facts. I don't care, Austin. Okay. It was so bad. Okay. What were you saying? Yes. Downsizing. I love I think Alexander. We were all pretty pumped for that. I didn't I was, watch it. No, but because I think anyone was I th- pumped for that. I was just because was the, the the trailer for it looked like it's a, it, okay. That's an interesting concept. The trailer was kind of eh, but I was interested by the concept. And Alexander Payne, The Descendants, is a fantastic movie. Is that the one with George Clooney? Yeah, it's yeah. got George Clooney, Shailene Woodley in yeah. her breakout role, mm-hmm. and um, Nebraska that came out um, in 2013 was also oh, great. See, that is on my list. Very to watch. very low budget, but a lot of heart. And I was really excited that they could go so many different ways. And in the first act, I'm sitting there and I was thinking like, okay. 
Uh, this setup is kind of interesting. They could go like a lot of different places with this. And um, this could be a really good like relationship story. And they went nowhere that I was that I wanted them to. And not even like it went nowhere. This movie literally like had I there were so many dumb decisions in this movie and so many like moments where I was like that was terrible writing like this was so bad like I can't believe Alexander Payne made this movie and it's you're just like oh my god there's so many different things this could have been so good but it was just like it was such wasted talent and like I've just at the end I was just like what is the what am I supposed to learn like I don't like I, I there's nothing to take away from this the only really good positive thing that I can say is I think Matt Damon gives a pretty good performance as well as his Vietnamese friend whose name escapes me She's she great. is the best part of that movie she gives a very good funny performance but other than that it's such a disappointing movie it's just like oh it was it was just kind of blech and it just it just went on Matt Damon's a good actor but in the past couple years he's been hit or miss with the movie yeah, yeah I would like, agree I would like agree Martian was good Martian was great. I love the Martian. Born, I didn't do. Very I didn't well. see, but like, yeah. Sure. Sometimes it's like, okay, you do something like the Martian, and you're like, yeah, that, the that's wall. the that's the Matt Damon we love. And then yeah, you do something like the Wall, and you're like, what was that? My favorite thing with him though is like, oh yeah, the Wall was that was that was a movie. That was a movie. I didn't watch Suburbicon. I heard Suburbicon was awful. Was like, it? I heard it was not. Did you watch it? Yeah, that's really sad. But my favorite thing with Matt Damon is the the way his movie posters are because it's just text over his face. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, it's really. Yes, every single fucking movie <laughs> yeah saving no, I, matt damon the yeah movie. i watched the wall it was not good though i did like how many asian actors they had in that movie like because mm-hmm. of where they were they're like huh if we cast like, a white guy as the main character we need well. to cast eight million <laughs> chinese extras to make up yeah. for here's it. the thing though i uh, isn't his character european though yeah, yeah no, so it's are. not like, whitewashing like everyone just no, freaked out for no reason although willem dafoe is and the east love matt damon they yeah. weren't upset by it at all. No. They were also, like, yes, give us yeah, Matt Damon yeah. also, all day, every day, on the, the thing wall, about I that movie, care. I love that the marketing for that movie was so awful because it's like, they make it like appear... I, I haven't seen the trailer in a while, but I think I, like if I'm remembering it correctly, it was a lot of like, oh, okay, like solve the mystery behind the Great Wall of China. Yeah. Like, there's no yeah, mystery. There it's just people built it. Like, yeah. it's not well, like, did they keep a monster out? Like, I'm sure someone was definitely there. Like, oh, conspiracy. It was what like, were they why trying did... to keep out? Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Although I could, I'll say the monsters were kind of cool. I mean, it looked out visually like very colorful. Yeah, they were interesting out of concept, but all in all, they just. It wasn't yeah. not that good. Yeah. The ending yeah. was cool. Yeah, no Oscar for them. All right, so I think that's all the time that we have for today. Um, so basically, this idea stemmed from Casey's idea to do a, a movie talk podcast, and Thank I you. was really happy that uh, he let me host it, and oh, I no really problem. hope that you guys enjoy it um, going forward. Basically, what's going to happen is next week, we're going to give you guys the episode where we talk about the Oscars that just happened uh, a week ago that we, at the time that we're recording this. And um, but after that, we're going to have just one of us as the guest. I'm going to continue being the host, but we're not going to have this entire group with us for the entirety of the show. We're going to pick one or two to guest star each week and we're going to I am going to have them as the guest pick a movie that they want to talk about and we'll both watch it in our time and then we'll bring in notes and discuss it based off of um in-depth analysis of 
um, of production, pre-production, post-production of the movie itself. So each episode after this is probably going to contain spoilers for the movies. So just be advised when we do that. So if you haven't seen the movie that we talk about, it would probably be a good idea to watch it and then watch uh, listen to us because we will be talking in detail and we will give warnings too if we we'll get we'll give the warning or just yeah. listen to us while you're watching the movie. i will scream at the top of my lungs <laughs> uh and i will send that track to josh to put in whenever a spoiler is about to happen yeah. yes <laughs> sounds good there you go. um also um i just want to <laughs> say uh we are also all members of dingles and donuts podcast so if you want to check that out that is also on itunes we're all members with our host casey clark who yes sir um is a lot of fun. A real play D&D podcast using the 5th edition rules, 5th edition rule set. We come out with new episodes every single Thursday and we're going to have just like this it's going to be weekly and I hope you guys check that out as well and enjoy this as much as we do. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Josh Wall and frankly, I love movies.